we can do many things with what is available to us. And there are a lot of things that are available to us. And we just have to find a way to kind of exercise our power and create what we want to create and not just have a small group of people decide what our stories are going to look like, you know? And it's not, it's not invalidating that. It's just saying like, listen, there's something I want to tell in this way, in my way, in our way, whatever that is. And I'm going to find a way to do it. Welcome to Creativity Pioneers, a podcast by the Moleskine Foundation that aims to spark dialogues and reflections on how creativity is understood and talked about, showing us its use for positive personal and social transformation. I'm your host, Adam Asane, Moleskine Foundation CEO. Please subscribe now to our podcast on the platform of your choice and tune in for new episodes. I look forward to reading your thoughts and comments on our social media channels. Today, I had the pleasure to speak to Adepero Aduye, actress, director, and writer. Graduated from Cornell University, Adepero decided to pursue her passion for acting upon graduation. Today, she has several successful roles and prizes in the movie industry. From the iconic performance on Dee Reeves' critically acclaimed and award-winning independent film Faraya, for which she received several awards, and above all, the passionate compliment during the Golden Globe by Mary Strip, to the Oscar-winning movie 12 Year Slaves, and most recently, the Marvel series Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just to mention a few. Adepero is sharing with us her vision and reflection about her life and the role of creativity and art in both her personal growth and society. I was truly moved by her kindness, vulnerability, and humbleness in sharing her experience. Everything is possible is her mantra, being creative, her power, and remember, Baba, and joy are the three key words she chose to guide this conversation. Enjoy. Adepero, <laughs> it's great to have you with us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. How's everything going? Good. I feel really good. Today's a good, good day. Yeah. In this conversation, we always ask to our guests to come up with three words that somehow can guide uh, the, the chat that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and these three words is a way to reveal a little bit where your mind is in that moment uh, and, uh, and, and the, the type of things that you are reflecting on, uh, you know, in this moment. And I think it's, uh, so far, there's been a, a great way to start this, this little journey that, we, that we're going to have together. So uh, I know that the three words that you choose were uh, remember, Baba, and joy. And so maybe can you tell us a little bit about why those three words kind of pop into your mind when we're starting preparing for, uh, for this exchange? Yeah, I think the first two words, remember, and um, Baba are very, they're connected in a way. Um, Baba is, is what I call my father. He wasn't dad or daddy to me, he was Baba or Baba, which is, you know, uh, I'm saying it in a very Americanized way. But um, uh, so they're connected just because of, what he used to remind us of, you know, remembering, you know, just to remember who you are and of 
where you came from. And then joy, I don't know, joy was something that, yeah, I don't know, it was the word that kept popping out. There were like two other words that were contenders for that last word. Um, and that was the one that kept on coming up. So, um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, it just came, I just went with my gut. So I'm curious, um, maybe your questioning, your lines of question will maybe unpack why, why I picked, why joy is, is the third word, yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe, cause you were telling me that, that recently you are, you're reflecting a lot to this idea of memory and remembering um where does it come from i can't remember the uh the inspiration at this point in time but um but it's something that keeps coming up and maybe it's because of where we are in the world and um in the time and in the country meaning us um and being black and uh, and and me being in you know me being an artist and being creative and and attached to an industry that is kind of complex perhaps depending on who you are um and this idea of like remembering who you are where you come from and let that remembering um dictate your knowing and knowing because you have to know to remember like your true 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 self and for me it's like divine powerful beautiful you know spirit and when you know that and you move from that you can kind of move through anything, all of the stuff, the nonsense, the BS, you know. Um, and depending on where you are and what you're doing, it's hard to remember that. It's hard to, because there's so many voices, you know, whether it's like, whether we're talking about dominant culture, white supremacy, you know, racism, you know, everyone's talking about the Crown Act, you know, like, oh, how do I wear my hair? All these things that kind of make you, it's easy to forget you're kind of drowning. Um, and depending on your age and who's around you, um, yeah, this idea of, yeah, if you if you remember who you are, then I feel like that is, it's such a powerful, 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 I don't know, weapon for lack of a better a term. Um, but kind of like what we talked about, it's like remembering your true self, not remembering someone's idea of who you are, because that, as we know, can get us in a lot of trouble. And that's a whole nother, conversation but yeah i think it's it, you know in this way you put you pose the the question of of remembering almost i would say as an act of creation and, mm -hmm. and recreation in the mm -hmm. sense that um the question is you go back to remember who you are but until how do you know who you are mm -hmm. that, that is almost like a process of continue uh recreation and evolution and and i'm kind of wondering Maybe we can delve a little bit in, in your background here uh, in a sense that you are Nigerian. I mean, your parents were from Nigeria. They immigrated to the United States. Uh, then you grew up in New York. And, and I think from, from the beginning in, in the makeup of your life, there's, um, there's a lot of dynamics happening at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, and the multiplicity of uh, of identities that uh, that you're dealing with or that you've been dealing with so far um, as something that many people that that are of a second generation or like of a mixed background uh, i i recently seen one of your interviews that it was um quite funny to say you know i'm 
When I'm in New York, I'm a Nigerian woman. When I go to Nigeria, I'm very much an American woman. <laughs> All the, the contradiction that happened there. So, so because you are now in this, in this reflection of remembering who you are, what would be the answer that you have at the moment to this question? I'm connected to something higher than me and that whatever that thing is, that energy that literally is in, is in everything is connected to me. And that's what I, I think that's the, that's like the main thing to remember. So that obviously like, you know, precedes, you know, New Yorker, woman, black, Nigerian, all those, you know, all those things. That's like the first and foremost thing, like, um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm connected to something that is, that I will never understand in my life. I will never, I, I can feel something. I can, there are things that make me remember those things when I'm even talking to other people or eating something or traveling or getting, you know, I don't know, looking at the sky. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that thing that I will never ever understand, but I feel it very strongly. Um, I feel it very strongly and have, have always since I was a little child. So this feeling, how does somehow this translate in navigating though, all those apparent contradiction that you needed to, to leave through your life at some point, you know, before you were using, you know, all the complexities that you needed to face, you know, from, you know, from high level things, from white supremacy to uh, being a black woman, to being an actress, in general, uh, you know, to to be an immigrant to a certain extent, and all those macro conditions, you know, that that somehow are impacting your life. So, what I'm what I'm trying to understand is 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 two things. On one side, how this process of remembering who you are helped you, or is helping you navigating all this. And then also to, to add uh, something else is also the idea of you being a, a creative being. Mm. What does it mean being a creative, uh, a, a creative being and how that impacted your, your life so far in that? Yeah, I think everything is kind of attached to my parents. And one of the words is, you know, you know Baba, my father, because he's passed. So... Um, so again, it's connected to, again, that thing that's like outside of me, you know, the, the foundation of who I am is from my parents and that foundation of, of, of really knowing my culture in all the ways and making sure that, you know, making sure that it was like living, growing up in, in, in Brooklyn, it was like little, little Nigeria in our apartment, you know what I mean? And, and so, so my parents were very clear. My father was super duper clear about making sure that we knew exactly who we were, that we, that, you know, his daughters only had black Barbie dolls. There were no white doll, you know what I mean? Like that we were, that we were reflected in ourselves, that we saw ourselves, you know, through his words and, and, and our culture, like, you know, every picture day, you know, we would wear traditional clothing for picture dates. So, you know, imagine going into school and people are like, what are you wearing? You know, and our, you know, my clothes are, you know, encrusted with, you know, stones and the kids are like, what? You know, and I have my hair threaded. 
So that foundation was strong and then it was like, it was built in me and fortified. And so as I moved through life, you know, there was knowing like, okay, my father was very big on, you can do anything that you want. You know what I mean? My, um, I had, my father is probably, you know, one of the smartest people that, um, you know, that, that I've known. Um, very, very much focused on education and had many, many degrees, PhD, MD, all of these things. And, you know, he was like, you can do anything that you want. You can do absolutely anything that you want. And, um, and, and so, you know, cut to, you know, me becoming an, an actor. Um, it's like that, that I was who I was and it was just all of these forces trying to impose themselves on me, which made it at first confusing, the assumptions, the, um, you know, the, the categorizing, but it, but because I was clear, I was so clear, I was clear in who I, I the, the thing that I knew is that this is gonna happen as me with my name as is or not at all. And I, I said that when I first started, not even knowing what the journey was gonna be like, but um, exactly. But I knew that there was no way that I was going to contort myself or change myself for, you know, for anything. I wasn't gonna do that. And that came from, that came from my parents. That came from that foundation. Why did you want to become an actress? That's a great question. Um, I've always been creative. I never, ever thought, ever. It's not, I, it wasn't an aspiration as a child. I, I never, ever thought that I, that was something that I would ever do. So I was very creative. I, I sang, that was like my thing, like when I was younger. So my first, first job was as a teenager, was this, they were hiring high school students to do, to be workshop leaders. Um, this program where you led workshops with different groups of people, but using improv acting. And so, you know, I got that job as a fluke. I was literally on my way to get a job, you know, in this job fair and at the hospital because I wanted to be a doctor, typical Nigerian. And these people stopped me. They were wearing colorful t-shirts and, uh, and they were like, do you like to sing and act and dance? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then they were like, oh, let's, let you know, come and interview. And it was just from that, that, yeah, you know, they hired me on the spot and that's what happened. And um, and that was my very, very first job at the first thing I ever got paid to do, but not at the time thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna be an actor. But it was like, I loved every second of it. Like it was challenging and I really started to open up and like really express myself in ways um, I was encouraged to take initiative to express myself and, and, and take on leadership roles or or yeah, it was a wonderful program. It was called Lifelines and you know, they're still going on in Brooklyn. Yeah, and then, you know, I finished high school and I went to college, you know, I was, um, I was uh, you know, on the path to, you know, you know, pre-med medicine. And, you know, I think early on in college, I realized this is not it, I don't wanna do this, but I kept on going because that was the expectation and then and then my father passed away suddenly um, my junior year in college, and that changed everything. Um, it changed everything. You know, it was, yeah, it was, you know, he died young and it was sudden, and it was just like life is too short. I just kept on thinking about, like, you know, 
my parents have been working for something for so long and then in a blink of an eye, it's just gone. And so I was like, you know, while we're here, we might as well just do what we want to do, you know? And so, but at that point, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I remember I sat and I meditated or I, I don't know what I would call meditation, but I was so kind of like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to medicine. I realized I was doing it because of my father. I'm not going to medicine. Okay, what am I going to do? And I sat still for a long time. And yeah, this voice just said, acting. And I was like, what? You know, um, and I literally, it was as if a voice said acting. And it was so weird and it was random, random, I thought at the time. Um, and I was really trying to go, no, 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 I have to go, I have to get a, another degree. Maybe I'll do public health, maybe I'll do this. And, um, and to kind of, and make the long story short, and then so there was a guy, one of one of my friends who was an engineer, he was telling us that he was taking this acting class. And I thought, hmm, if he's doing it, I could do it. And I actually had time in my schedule to do that. And so um, I took this acting class my senior year, first semester. And that it was that first day. I remember we had to introduce ourselves. I hadn't taken the class yet. I hadn't done anything yet, but it was just an energy thing. And I said to myself, I want to be an actor without knowing anything. I didn't know anything about anything. And that class was amazing. I had an amazing professor who encouraged me to, yeah, encouraged me to just not limit myself to roles because of my color or, you know, anything. And, and I loved going to class every day. It was challenging. You know, I because I was notorious for not going to class, you know, just like things that just didn't interest me. But I went to this class every single day and I threw myself into the challenge of what this thing was. And it just was like an, I don't know, like an opening like a, or like a me meeting myself in a, in a way. And um, yeah, and I graduated, I finished pre-med, but I knew that I was going to try to pursue this thing. And that was that, yeah. Also, us as the Moleskine Foundation, we work in this idea of, of creativity for social change. And we think about creativity not only from an artistic perspective, but creativity, it is something more. It is, it is an attitude, it's a series of methodologies, it's an approach to life in general. So, so beyond your your career and giving yourself a career a job a way to sustain yourself and and to and to inspire other people how does acting and nurturing your creative self impacted your life in your more in your everyday creativity is often mistaken as an artistic expression that is happening that is in terms of performance okay there's a performance then that's it but while we believe, I believe that, that creativity is, is much more, is, is a skill that you can apply to anything that is happening to you. Mm -hmm. So how creativity, you know, acting specifically, but I know that you're also singing, you, you, you know, you're directing, you know, um, you use several ways to express your, your creativity in yourself, but how does creativity impact it, the way you see the world and the way you navigate the world? Well, I think specifically with acting, I feel like my journey as a human being um, or my journey as, a, as an adult, I guess I could say, um, it's kind of like parallel my journey as an actor. You know, as an actor, you know, I started out, I don't know, because it's one of those things like where 
you know, when you're young, there is like, you're, it's like this full expression, like, you know, you're at your fullest expression, unencumbered, un, and then slowly but surely, you know, you're starting to learn, you know, you learn ways of being, you can't kind of just be, you know, you just have to kind of like compartmentalize yourself and comport yourself in certain ways. Um, and so for me, it was like, I think I learned to be very uh, close, like guarded with my, with my feelings and my emotions. Um, I don't know what would have happened if I did not have acting could kind of help me break all of those walls down. You know, I had one teacher who specifically saw the walls and like broke all of those down where instead of me having to um, tuck away the things that have happened in my life, I was able to, um, I was able to kind of like lift it to art. And so, you know, things that might've been shameful or painful, um, I didn't have to hide them or act like they never happened to me. I can kind of, I can like lift it to art and use it. And so, so that just made me a, um, yeah, just an open, like, just open, vulnerable person. And it was kind of like a lifesaver for me because I don't know what would have done, I would have done if that hadn't been a thing. I was like, I had so much, so much like, you know, covering myself. And so, yeah, and that was, it was huge. I, I yeah, it was huge. And so specifically that for acting, but then I think, I don't know, I don't know, as a human being, you just get tired of like holding on to stuff, you know, and I found a way to channel all that stuff. And then, yeah, and then I think in the everyday, it's like, you know, you're crafting a life for yourself where you maybe don't know, you don't know your place. You're trying to craft, create your space in the world. Like, how can I contribute? How can I feel like I'm earning my place on this earth, you know, in the most authentic, truest way? And, you know, what is what is it that I want to do? What kind of life am I wanting to create for myself? Whether it's a day-to-day -day thing or, you know, with the maybe like, okay, with the $5 that I have today, how can I like create a really good day without feeling like, oh, I only have $5 and I see what I want over there, but I am over here and I have to make the most of this so that I can, you know, I can get there in peace and, you know, and, and not be like tired when I get over there. And so, you know, how do you create your life in, in your world with your thoughts, with your hands? You know, for me, I'm a creative being. I feel like we all are, but, you know, specifically as an actor, you know, when you find yourself waiting for people to kind of accept you or give you a job, that that can be far and few between, but every day it's like, this is who I am. I have to find a way to be who I am if that's what gives me joy. And so, you know, what does that mean? It mean, you know, and that can be different every on any given day. You know, it's like, okay, maybe today I have to like make something or maybe today I have to like watch a movie that I really, really love and just to remind me of who I am and where I'm at or, you know, maybe I cook, you know, for me, I love to cook and, you know, cook. And so maybe today it's like cooking for myself and my family or, um, you know, having a walk or, you know, just like trying to figure out how I can kind of implement creativity um, which like you said, is a skill, it's also a practice, but it's also, depending on who you are, it's who you are. I mean, I think everyone's creative. Some people might not think that, but I think we are just in the sense of like, you know, we create lives, we create families, we create identities. Um, 
hopefully of our choosing. So it seems to me that you're looking at creativity um, for its etymology is, is an act of creation. And in the moment that you, when you are creative, you actually can modify or be proactive in changing the reality that is around you instead of the other way around. And so I think you, you, you clearly said how that worked out for you personally and how through creativity you've been able to channel and transform certain things that you were reactive to or you were subject to and then through creativity you managed to get hold of those things and then transform them into something you can channel you can create um you know uh, and mold reality in the way in the way you want it on a, on a, on a personal level and that's i think it's uh, it's quite incredible you know and, and- <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is the power that we all have. We all have that power, you know? And the thing that is so, so that sucks, you know, um, is that depending on who you are, there are certain forces that, and conscious forces, there are forces that are here that don't want um, people to, to know that power. Um, you know, the thing that was really upsetting, I don't know, I was just thinking about today was, you know, because I'm in Canada and, you know, all that stuff about, you know, you know, the remains of children, you know, being found. And, you know, just thinking about like, wow, like real people, you know, really purposely like made it so, so that, you know, these children could not thrive. And so, and that's, that's just a, that's just a hard truth. And it's the sad truth. But I think what I'm thankful for is in this day and age, you know, with technology and being able to have conversations and talk, you know, and, and see people of different, all different kinds of people doing all different kinds of things. Um, it's really possible to kind of, to learn. Yeah, I, I feel when you were talking now about the crazy situation that is happening in Canada, um, more than crazy, just, you know, mind blowing, uh, you know, and, and but uh, there is this link, I think, on one side of creativity as a, almost like a therapeutic um, element on a, on, a, on a personal level. But now you will start hinting to me at the connection between uh, creativity as a tool against oppression. Being a black American actresses, in this case, you come from a long tradition of incredible people that true creativity has been, has been able to um, to bring about change. You have worked with incredible people from Cicely Tyson to also people like Cuba Gooding Jr., you know, and, and many others. And you also portrayed incredible women like Nina Simone. And so I'm wondering, like coming from this tradition, what stand out to you from everything that you learn, either directly from the people that you worked with or that you've been just impacted and, and you managed to study in terms of Again, this idea of, of how creativity can, can bring an entire community uh, forward. Showing up as you are today might mean something different tomorrow, but it's like showing up as you choose to show up. I feel like the, the biggest thing for me, the thing that drives me, there, there's so many people who have come before me that have, that have lived, that have that have, um, 
struggled, that have contributed so amazingly. Um, when I think about, you know, my field, but then when I also kind of open it up into like, you know, ancestors and my parents and like what they, it's like, everything is set up for me to just dream the biggest dream possible. Like really like there is no, there are no, um, the only barriers truly, I believe, you know, are really is in my mind, you know, um, if I let what's outside of me kind of affect me, then, you know, then it's going to go a certain way. But, but I really do. I'm, I'm always pushing myself. Listen, I have an opportunity here and, um, I can, I'm the only one who can stop myself because there's so many people who were able to do amazing things in spite of what was going on at that time. And they just, they just kept on. And even when things were bad, even when things were just like super oppressive or whatever, like they still were able to just, to just be their fullest expression, you know, and, and to be able to like, to take that in now, it's like, um, it's just, it's amazing in, in the truest sense of the word. And so it's like, okay, so what's inside of me that is dying to come out and Am I honoring that, you know? Am I honoring that? Am I showing up for myself by, you know, by moving past fear, you know, or carrying fear, um, but still moving, you know, what is it in me that I'm wanting to share and, and, and live? And that could be as an actor, that can be as a woman, that can be however, you know what I mean? Like, what are the things that I want to maybe try today or try tomorrow? And, or what are the things I want to create today? You know, and it's like, honoring that because so many people have honored that in themselves for time um in spite of so much stuff and i was able to be inspired by it. and so okay what is my what is my where is my part in that how do i honor myself would you have any enlightening moment that comes to mind that maybe when you were you know a child or a teenager and and you studying you know and you and you just find yourself in front of something incredible, inspiring that, that would give you the way, or, you know, obviously I would, you know, I cannot lie that I would be, I, you know, I cannot hide myself and say like, it would be incredibly interesting to say, what would Sicily Tyson tell you, you know, before going on stage and, and how all that symbolism that is behind that woman that she represent, that she carry almost alone, you know, to in an entire community. How does this then personify, you know, in 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 the in an everyday conversation? So I guess if there is something uh, that is an episode, or there is something that that you would like to share that you felt that impacted you profoundly on this. To me, what was so magical about her is that she, at her age, when we worked together. Um, just whatever this means just free and full and it's like it's almost like just making the most of every moment because she understands that her being able to have this opportunity to tell the story of this woman it's so important and it's so crucial and she just she just lived it fully and um it was a wonder to see. And, and for me, watching her work, it was like she was able to take the same words and make it different every single night, every single performance. 
And I remember I would, I would having to be talking, I would be talking to her, but still at the same time, just be enamored. Like, how is she doing this? And I, and I felt like I'm working, but I'm also learning so much at the same time. It's like this weird thing. Like I'm working and, and but I'm pinching myself and she's giving so much. And I, and so when I say it connects to my experience with black women in this industry, like, like black women in this industry have been so amazing and like kind of like in the beginning when I was like what confused especially like you know yeah just be more exposed like just took me under their wing just really like made sure I was okay do you know this like I want you to see certain things like inviting me to I mean just just like a big 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 hug um and support and even even from afar like just you know making sure that I know you know we're here, we got you, we see you, we love you, we support you, those kinds of things. And so, um, uh, and I will say, yeah, Miss um, Miss Tyson gave me, randomly just gave me a, um, a a jar of honey. And she says, this is for you. I still have that jar of honey. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like a small jar of honey and I don't know why she gave it to me, but but it's funny that my father's name in Yoruba is translated to um, honey. Um, and the name of my, uh, my incorporation is, it's a mixture of my two, my parents' names. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, I, I'm literally just connecting that now, you know, just reminding myself of that. But yeah, I don't know if that made any sense, but yeah, there's so many experiences. But I was wondering, cause you gave us this idea of of creativity, at least this is what I perceive, uh, you know, as something that can lift you up and kind of connect you to your real self and lift you up from uh, from some of the complexity and contradiction of the world. So it's something that you keep going back to, and that's and that I think is you know uh, I take it, and it was very clear. At the same time, we're also political beings. You know, we also need to take care of the way ourselves individually and whoever is considered our people is the type of life that, that we are facing on, a, on an everyday basis. And I think there is also this, this aspect of using creativity as a political tool, we say it as a, as a, as a tool for, to get out of oppression. And in this, I was wondering about your use of, of your practice of being an actress and your platform, et cetera, to give voice to underrepresented narratives. And how much this is central, if it is, you know, in your, in your work, and why do you think it's important? And I know that it might sound like um, an obvious answer, but I feel that sometimes we forget why it is important to focus and give voices, not give, but give a platform to underrepresent the narrative and, and to share it to, to a larger community. And, I, and I'm asking this question especially to you because you're one of the a few people, and in this case, actresses, that, that are still are able to move in a very interesting way, in a very authentic way, from um, a very niche project with some very clear goal and, and very niche and very artistic, et cetera, et cetera, to Marvel. <laughs> and, and so completely different. So, so I'm kind of wondering, a little bit about, again, this idea of underrepresented narrative and then how to keep this authenticity 
and how to leverage the various opportunities and various and the various tools that are out there from your project connected to your work on Nina Simone or or I'm thinking about some of your first movie like Pariah, uh, you know, to now being, you know, the Marvel production. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, I think about it when you say creativity against oppression. For me, it's more about um, creativity, um, creativity for freedom or expansion of freedom, you know, like to, um, because the oppression is, is not anything I can, I can't do anything about that. But what I can do is like really inhabit or exercise um, the knowing that I'm free. And so that's how I kind of look at it. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, in terms of the stories, you know, the importance, and like you said, like we all know, it's like there's something, there's something powerful about, not that I need a movie or a song or a comic book or a book or whatever to validate my existence. I don't, you know, technically you don't need anyone to validate your existence, but there's something, there's something powerful about being able to see yourself reflected out there in the world. There's just something, and maybe it's because of, you know, depending on who you are, or what body you kind of you kind of inhabit, that it's it's absolutely necessary to see yourself out there in the world. You know, for me, that's why Toni Morrison is just. Uh, when I read *The Bluest Eye*, that was the first time that I felt like thoughts that I thought in my head were out on paper, and it was still maybe not even able to kind of like explain what that did, or like it's like an oak. I don't know. It's just like it's like this whatever that means, I'm making a, this gesture, but I don't know, it's like a, an opening. And so something about that just, it just allows you to kind of like move through the space, this space of this world or, you know, your city, your country, you know, it just, I don't know, it, it kind of like shores you up in spite of all those things maybe. It reminds you of like, okay, your story matters, who you are matters, and that somebody sees you, that somebody, and that you're not alone, basically, you're not alone. Like, I'm not some weird freak who, you know, that I'm weird because I thought these things and I and I need to kind of like really quickly to change myself so I don't think these things, but that I'm not alone and that, okay, okay, I'm not alone. You know, there are people like me, you know, and, and who lived like me and who had experiences like me. And there are artists who are able to really express those things and lift it to art. You know, like Toni Morrison is able to lift so many stories and perspective, particularly of women, and in loose eye case like of the child, you know, lift it to art, like what she does in that in in in, in that particular book and in and, and stories. And so it's important because it's like I think about I was having this discussion yesterday with my friend, and they were both grown ass women, and um we were talking about like just you know seeing being able to see different kinds of bodies reflected and you know curve you know women who have curves and like and it just and even though i know like you know i know that i don't have to kind of like you know shrink myself or whatever but we were talking in the car just like wow like look at this woman you know like who's like on the cover of this magazine and she is just like you know just and it and i still need that i still need that like it just it's like it's like a wind like under your sails like yeah it's like 
know, they're kind of, they're, they're moving, but it's just like an extra, like, mm, like, so when I do, you know, pick that outfit, I'm not going to judge myself for wearing the outfit that accentuates whatever. It's like, I'm going to like, yeah, really fully, fully, I don't know, more and more so just kind of like, you know, just be who I am. And so, and, and again, in terms of like the storytelling, like that's for me, I was always very clear that I wanted to tell, be a part of story, authentic storytelling and, and hearing the voices that we don't really get to hear from, you know, or the relationship that we don't really get to see. And, you know, people, a lot of people ask me, say, well, you know, Marvel is kind of like a, such a departure, but for me, it's not. Uh, and not saying that you said that, but because to me, it makes sense because of the story of, of that we see in that, but also the fact that we get to see this like brother and sister who are like black and it's like authentic and real. And, you know, I mean, I have, you know, I have brothers and I have sisters. And so for me, it's, I kind of understand, but so many people comment on like, wow, we, I hardly ever see that, you know? And, and, uh, and maybe that's maybe what's probably like, really like, oh, this, there's something really cool here. But yeah, like just even seeing like a black brother and sister, like, or even if you take the black out of it, like just like a really authentic brother and sister. I don't know. I don't know. Like just to be able to see like it's not necessarily smooth and surface that it can be really deep. And so, you know, the fact that people kind of are relating to that is like, oh, that's really that's really interesting. And, and so it's just important to see ourselves reflected. Um, it's important, you know, and that's especially for younger people, for children and younger people. Um, and I just think it's so criminal that for a long time, like, you know, there wasn't a lot of, you know, children's books with that showed our, who we are and, you know, but I'm happy that we're here now. And so uh, I'm thankful to be alive and just, you know, we need to hear more stories. We need to, I want to continue telling stories however I can. And, you know, for me, like Nina Simone of it all, like, again, it was like seeing her face and seeing her story in her, in her autobiography, just thinking, oh my God, this woman went through so much and still she was able to create and still she was able to give. Um, and it wasn't perfect. And she looks like me. I'm like, oh my God, she's got like similar features and she was out here thriving. Like it just, again, like it, 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 it just opened so much for me in ways that, um, that I can't quite describe, but I feel like people kind of understand if you've been in that situation, you know? Cause I feel like we all have that thing. Like, what is that thing that maybe, that made me think, oh, there's someone out there who's like me, whatever that means, whether you're, you know, rich, poor, whatever ethnicity or combination of ethnicities or where you come from, it just, it just, it just does something um, really, really good. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that in a sense. <laughs> yeah. When you face or when you are in front of a narrative that you need to somehow uh, do a series of steps to make it related to you or when you see with your eyes your body in that narrative it's a it's it's a completely different uh, um, experience and it, it brings about completely different uh, um, outcomes to to a certain to a certain extent since you spoke about Nina Simone and, and your project, and and I would like to 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 and ask you this question, not in a not to to create any polemic about it, because some years back there was a movie about Nina Simone, and it was a big deal because the actress that was 
chosen to to be protagonist of that movie is is an actress that don't have the physical features that were of of Nina Simone and there was some of the conversation was about that Nina Simone would have not been casted in her own movie and beyond the the polemic of it what do you think that episode tell about our society and the type of work that we need to that we need to do that we still it is still ahead of us I think the first thing that comes to mind is that if there's stories that are wanting to come out of us, come through us for whatever reason, we need to honor it and tell those stories. And so I say that meaning we can't, and I'm speaking as a woman who is black, who lives in America. Basically, if somebody is not going to somebody doesn't understand what you're trying to tell, what you're trying to say, what you're trying to share from your unique and authentic point of view, hopefully, that you should find a way to get the story done and told. Outside of that, you know, I think that's the only thing that, you know, I or anyone have any control over. And it gets complicated because money, you know, you need money to make things and you need money to, you know, sometimes and sometimes if you don't have access to that, then what does that mean? But you know, we live in a time where there are options and, you know, we can we can do many things with what is available to us. And there are a lot of things that are available to us. And we just have to find a way to kind of exercise our power and create what we want to create and not just have a small group of people decide what our stories are going to look like, you know? And it's not, it's not invalidating that. It's just saying like, listen, there's something I want to tell in this way, in my way, in our way, whatever that is. And I'm going to find a way to do it. Who are you working for? That's a great question. Oh my God. Oh man. This combination of things, it's like honoring the large part of myself, that energy that creates worlds that created me, you know? Uh, so I'm a creator and so, but because I, I, I experience life in this body and this and on this plane, you know, I'm also creating for, uh, you know, someone who's like maybe five-year-old at apparel, 10-year-old at apparel, 12-year-old at apparel, you know. Um, I'm creating, I'm working for so many stories that we don't know that, you know, have not been amplified. Um, that should be amplified because those lives, those stories matter. Um, I'm working for myself because I love what I do when I get to do it. You know, when I get to really, I love collaborating with people. I love trying to figure things out. I love people. Um, so that brings me joy that like that it gives it energy. So I'm also working for that experience for myself. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a really great question. It's a beautiful question. Yeah, no one's ever asked me that before. Yeah. Since you you were you were mentioning your your five years old at a pero and the and the ten years old at a pero and the fifteen years old at a pero out there and twenty years old at a pero, what would be an advice that you would give to them? What now, with your perspective and your and the experience that that you had so far, would you give to a younger self and to a younger generation? I think the biggest thing is is to say to everybody, anybody, I don't even care how old you are, 
but particularly children, particularly younger people, is everything that you are is completely valid and worthy. Who you are, you are worthy of the space you take up on this earth. To never doubt that for a second, no matter who is saying what, I don't even care if it's your mother or your father or your, your teacher or whatever, like you belong here. You are divine, you are powerful, and you are loved and loved no matter what, no matter who. Like the fact that you are born, the fact that you are here, the fact that you are alive is everything. Lastly, since we needed to figure it out why they came out, what is the role of joy in all of this quest? I don't know, joy is just that feeling that makes you, that reminds you of life and living and and you can find joy in the smallest and i put that in quotation marks because small big it all depends on who you are that's like a subjective thing but in the most minute of details in the most minute of feelings or big i don't know whatever it, it's just that thing like it's like a series of like it adds up, you know what I mean? And if you can find, if you can find or create, you know, joy, uh, it really, it carries so much weight. It carries so much power. I feel like it's like a, it is a, it is, if you, when you feel joy, it is like you exercising, you know, the biggest of your powers, you know, feeling it, creating it, it's just like, um, and especially if you're able to do it, you know, whether you do it for yourself or you do it for people or with people, it it really, really, it resonates, it carries, it's, it's the thing that can kind of take you through a day that might not be going so great or um, it's such a, it's like a superpower um, and we can create it or we can kind of just like appreciate it and take it in, um, in spite of, you can find joy in the you know, in the beautiful things and the most stupidest things, you know, like I think about like me watching something and just laughing my ass off, like, and it's like a moment of joy. And it just, you know, when you kind of give yourself up to that, again, it just carries you to the next moment, to the next moment, to the next moment. And yeah, it's beautiful. So I, I'm reminding myself to, to, to find joy to create joy, to marinate in joy, you know, like unapologetically. And, you know, for me, that might be weird, to, you know, like my brother or my sister might look like, man, you find joy in the weirdest of things, you know? And, and it's like, okay, that's fine. That's okay. You know, that's subjective, but yeah, to just not be shameful about it or not shameful, but just like, you know, quiet about it. I can just be completely like, yeah, just open and like, yep. Yeah. This is what it is, you know, even if I'm by myself. So, yeah. Arapero, thank you very much. You're so welcome. Thank you, Arapero. <laughs> this is great. Thanks for listening to our new podcast, Creativity Pioneers. If you'd like to check out other episodes and know more about our mission, please visit moleskinfoundation.org. Keep on following this podcast and share your comments on Facebook and Instagram at Moleskin Foundation. Until next time, stay creative.